back to the jump scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week we cover 2018's Blood Fest. You were made for Blood Fest. Blood Fest. This is going to be the best night of my life. So this film has people that are recognizable only to me because Shad <laughs> did not recognize anyone in the film. But to be fair, one what uh, Tate Donovan, which I recognized immediately from being the guy uh, from Love Potion Number Nine. He's also the voice of Hercules and the Disney movies, and he's done a ton of TV. He was also the dad, Misha Barton's dad in the OC. Oh, okay, yeah. Then no, I still have no idea. <laughs> then you have uh, the most recognizable face for people that are in their probably teens and twenties of today, which would be Jacob Batalon, and he's the friend from the Spider-Man movies, the recent one, Spider-Man: oh, yeah, Homecoming, new, and the new MCU Spider-Man. Yes, and Robbie K. Is also in this film and <gasps> Robbie K. Yes, Robbie K. Oh, I still have no idea. Recognize him because I watched uh, Once Upon a Time and he played Peter Pan. And once I literally, he was maybe I don't know, fifteen minutes into the movie, and he just turned and did a certain like facial expression. I was like, oh my gosh, that's Peter Pan. Because when you, once you see him... I thought you were just making fun of him at first. No, you cannot unsee that. <laughs> like, if you've seen that show and you watch this movie... So the whole film, I just see Peter Pan going around freaking out about things. It's just literally Peter Pan. Uh, the film was directed and written by Owen Edgerton, who is a novelist. He's done some stuff. And when Chad said that he wanted to watch this film, I was like... We saw that movie. It's called Hellfest. Why are we watching it again? We own it. Like, Hellfest. <laughs> and he was like, no, it's Bloodfest. And I was like, oh, another... He's like, they're in a... They're in a... Kind of like a Halloween Horror Nights kind of situation. And I was like, so Hellfest? <laughs> so, kind of, yeah. Um, Shad. Yes. Where did you see this film... Like, where did you hear about it? What caught your attention about it? Uh, I heard about it on a podcast uh, back when it came out, and I never actually got around to looking at it. It came out, like, in 2018, but I was kind of busy in 2018, so I heard about it, but I thought it sounded interesting, but I never got around to watching it. And at first, I'll admit, I did get it confused with Hellfest. I think that also came out in 2018, but... 
this is one of those things, kind of like we talked about the aquatic movies with Deep Star 6. When somebody comes up with an idea, and immediately four other people put movies into production. So this, was, I think, was a similar kind of thing. But, yeah, I, I had heard about it a few years ago. I just hadn't got around to watching it. This is also one of those movies, and I'm sure a lot of people, like probably everyone in the world, when you get an idea, and you say that idea out loud, and then... It just comes into fruition and you're like, what the fuck, man? That was my idea. Because I remember distinctively in like 2015 being in line in Halloween Horror Nights thinking, man, it would be really fucking crazy if there was like a person that worked in one of these damn houses that went crazy and started fucking killing people. But you wouldn't know at first that people were getting killed. Because you would think it was part of it. That would be wild. And then these fucking movies came out years later. And I was like, damn it. I should have not said that out loud. But that happens to all, like almost everyone. You, Everyone, you know, it's like a, a ripple effect. Like that same idea is implanted in so many people's heads. And that's why we have this thing where, like you said, it's just movie upon movie that come out that have the same kind of premise. Yeah, they may not have even heard the idea at first. And then Haunt, just... <laughs> that other fucking movie. Yeah. Which was terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever. So, Bloodfest. So, fans flock to a festival celebrating the most iconic horror movies, only to find out that the charismatic showman behind the event has a diabolical agenda. That's literally the beginning of the synopsis of this, of this film. Uh... You know, the film starts off kind of, you know, Tate Donovan. The film, wait, let me back up. I forgot that the film actually starts out with a party city mask wearer killing a mom in her home while her son is has watched the aftermath of what happens. That is the worst mask ever. I was like... They couldn't get a better mask. Like, what is up with this mask? It was just... That's when I knew this movie was not going to be uh, a good movie. <laughs> Based on the mask. I'm a fucking snob. I'm a snob. Oh, okay? I know. Um, what did you think about this movie beginning that we've not seen ever before? Because it's very original. Shad? Okay. <laughs> wow, the sarcasm's heavy over here. Um <laughs> We're, oh, this is not a spoiler cast. Uh, we're going to spoil the film because it's been out for a couple of years. So, so you just said it's not a spoiler cast. Wait, it is a spoiler cast. There we I'm go. Sorry. Just check in and see which way I'm going here. Yeah, it starts off like a lot of You've got the mom taking care of the kids. She's, they're watching horror movies together. Public domain horror movies, of course. Nobody ever watches anything recent or anything you know popular. They always watch Night of the Living Dead or Dementia 13 or uh, what's the other one? Models, Hands of Fate. I think that's the one they were watching. Yeah, it might have been something like that. But, and uh, the dad is a psychiatrist, and one of his patients that's obsessed with horror movies decides to come in, like you said, in a bad-looking mask, and kill the mom. The dad manages to kill him, and then the kid grows up obsessed with horror movies, and the dad hates horror movies. He hates them. That's when we learn about the whole plot, because we didn't know that it was a psychotic patient until that scene when Tate Donovan tells his son, why do you like these things? You know, and then it goes into the whole spiel. And he has forbidden his son to go to Bloodfest and has ripped up his VIP ticket. So difficult to get. 
But alas, he is able to get into it because he has He someone... just happens to know a hot girl that's going and can get him in. Exactly. She's a hot girl boob number three. Or no, number four. Because she would die to be number three. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I... You, it, the whole thing begins. Like, they finally enter, you know, the blood fest, right? And I'm like, okay, they're going to enter. And they're basically telling you, like, they've shown you the map. There's going to be the most iconic scenes or places in, in horror films. You're going to have the cabin, you know, the clown tent, you know. The all high these... school, that's which is Hotterton High. Yeah. Get it? Hotterton High. Um, all these things. And then mayhem is going to ensue. And you basically just have to survive it. They're, they're playing it like it's going to be... A, uh, an, a more extreme Halloween Horror Nights kind of thing. Yeah. You're going to go to all these areas. It's going to be nuts. They're going to have some real actors there from different horror movies. The killer from Arbor Day, the Arbor Day movies is going to be there. They're, hy- they're hyping that up. And, you know, it's just only going to be one of those things. But unlike the other movies where like Hellfest and Haunt, well, not so much Haunt. Hellfest was more like there was just one person doing something <clears throat> around Hellfest. <clears throat> Haunt was another one where it was like the entire thing was in on it. Yeah. Everyone at the at the attraction was in on it. That's because you don't go to a fucking storage place in the middle of nowhere in one of these like weird uh, fucking, you know, underground haunting things and then say, oh yeah, this is going to be cool. Nothing's going to happen to us. Didn't we do that exact same thing though? No, we did not. We're moving on now. It wasn't scary like that, though. No, I'm just saying. And there was no one else there. They were the only people. Anywho, um, I did like that they had the... And I like when movies make fun of the industry or themselves. Um, They had the cheesy director that was fucking vaping the whole time, wearing the fucking director scarf. He was like the... You know, hipster director with a stupid hat. They had that fucking guy who's like, of course, fucking, you know, boob girl number four. That's how they got in. That was her name, literally. Was She was, I'm boob girl number four. Yeah. And then they also had the director who happened to be the director of Arbor Day who was also invited. Why did he go? But okay. No, he was the killer in Arbor Day. Oh, he was the killer in Arbor Day. Okay, fine. Uh, they also had the actor that's never seen one of his films. That guy. So I did like that because I, I found that shit funny. Like I was like, yeah. okay, because those people fucking exist. That's that's why I made it into the film. You're in the industry. You've come across said people. You know, the actor doesn't watch any of these movies. I understand maybe a high caliber Academy Award winning actor, you know, that's very like uh, on edge. They can't watch anything. But a freaking horror movie, like B horror movie. Come on, guy. The acting was going to be terrible. So, this is the thing I did not like about the movie. Right off the bat, I felt like there wasn't a lead up to what was going to happen. It was like, before you even enter the fucking attraction. Like, you enter, there's like three levels, right? There's the first level, you get the ticket. The second level was, and this is similar to Halloween Horror Nights, you can go and watch like the stage show. Where it tells you like whatever the theme is, Jack or whatever the fucking theme is, and there's dancers and there's crazy shit going on on stage, and that kind of sets like the tone 
for Halloween Horror Nights. A lot of people go to those things. I don't bother with that. I'm trying to go to the houses. But they had that. And in that scene, and in the sec- and in the third layer would be like, you're in the actual part. Like the Renaissance Fair. Like you're in going yeah. through the houses, right? So before you even get to that part, it's a stage scene where, you know, the head guy is like talking about what's going to happen and the whole gist of it all. And then he's like, calls out the first quote-unquote killer, one of the iconic killers that's going to be going around doing his thing. And they killed, like, two people on stage, like, for real. And then they just start killing people, like, right off the fucking bat. Yeah, then the guys in the pig masks, they're standing at the front row, just whip out the chainsaws and just start chainsawing everybody to death. And I didn't, I really, I really didn't get that. It's, I, I just... You know, oh, I did like that they killed. You would think the horror nerd that's gonna get the ones like to save them all. Those were the ones that were getting killed because a guy was just standing there like, this is not what would happen. Like, this is not real, you know, whatever. And he's throwing his fucking stupid whatever thoughts on it. And he just gets instantaneously murdered. I have to say the kills were pretty... They were pretty, pretty gruesome. Good. They were pretty gruesome. I did time. like when the guy was on stage, the, you know, like the ringmaster that's in charge of all this. And he was saying some stuff that's true. He's like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street used to be an underground horror movie that scared the shit out of people. Now Freddy's on lunchboxes. He's not scary at all. Now all the killers and things that used to be underground and scary are now just as commonplace and, uh, you know, innocuous as the uh, old Universal monsters. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of true. I mean, yeah, it is It is true, and I guess... You see 10-year-olds wearing Leatherface t-shirts that have never seen the show, and you're like... He doesn't even really get what the hell that is. He just knows it's scary and he's wearing the t-shirt for it. Just probably the same way people felt when I was a kid and they saw me with a Frankenstein t-shirt. And were like, oh, look at this little asshole. Yeah. He's never seen Frankenstein. Oh, man. I would would describe this film as uh, Cabin in the Woods meets Hellfest. Yeah. They wanted to be super meta like Cabin in the Woods, but there weren't quite as clever about it no they were not they were not clever at all they were they were not good at it at all um questions how (laughs) i I know i know you hate when i ask these questions no no that's not it oh because i i know you're not going to be able to answer them but my other thing was like how did they how did how did they come up with the money for this we know and we'll discuss that later on one part of it but the other part I mean, this is a massive production, and how did they think that they were going to get away with it? If it was 50 people, but it was, like, over, like, 300 people. This is, like... This it was is over, like, like, a thousand to start off with. You think it was a thousand? Yeah, they yeah. said there was, like, a thousand or more people were going to be there. Yeah, that's a lot of people. It, <laughs> this is, like, literally, like, in a, like if it was, like, the National Park. Like, it's a huge fucking yeah, they, they make area. it a point to say it's, like, 700 acres. It's a lot. It's a lot of acres... Uh, a lot to cover. Now, where it, you know, I wasn't a hundred percent with it, but I thought maybe it could salvage itself. But where it lost me was where they go to like the zone where it's basically there's zombies coming after them, and I thought, okay, they're obviously just going to have people like they're zombies pretending to be zombies, or they've drugged somebody and made them, you know, they've given somebody drugs and made them crazy. They're like, no, we have actual dead bodies that we've put. Somehow we put little battery packs on that are giving them electrical shocks and they're attacking and biting people. What? How? 
Yeah, that was one of... The other thing was the whole vampire chicks. They had made a very long, elaborate backstory. Instead of just saying, here are some crazy chicks that we gave fangs to to bite you on the neck. They're like... Oh no! They infected him with a special disease that makes him, uh, you know, harm sensitive the to skin and the sunlight and all this kind of shit. It was it was too much. They could have just they tried to go so far over the top with it that it was not scary at all and it wasn't funny. If they'd gone so far over the top with it that it could be funny, but I don't know. It just it was all over the place in terms of tone. Yeah, I didn't know what it wanted to be. It did fall flat because this is like. Uh, deemed like a horror comedy. Yeah, and it really, like I said, it wanted to be Cabin in the Woods, but try to make Cabin in the Woods funnier. I mean, it just, that's that's not what it was, you know, it just did not work well. So the director guy, he becomes the douchebag director, he becomes a zombie, and he's still vaping as a zombie. Yeah. That... You know, and they're like, well, they've got an electric device on that's making them walk around. Okay, but how is it making them bite people? How is it making them open doors? How are you doing that? They're like, oh, we've got people controlling them with video game, like a video game somewhere. We've got people playing that think it's a game, but they're actually attacking real people. It's like, I I don't know. It, it was too much. I think when you take it to the level where it's this grand scheme, like it's a big, you know... It's like umbrella. It's like, you know, a corporation that's evil, that's gone and, and wants to do this to prove a point. Uh, you could, they could have pulled it off. I did like the, you know, quote unquote, what they deem iconic horror areas. You know, the clown tent, you know, killer clowns from outer space and the whole cabin, Evil Dead and every other cabin movie. But the, Evil Dead, I do like those. The Saw parody was pretty good. They go into like an old movie theater that's filled with like ventriloquist dummies and dolls. And one of the trend ventriloquist dummies is very much like the Billy Puppet in Saw and Counting Down Time to it. That was kind of clever. It was a little fun in that. But otherwise, their parodies were kind of generic, you know? They had to be because you can't... I mean, all those other things are licensed. So you can't... It's a clown tent. That could be any... You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not the really saw, like... like I said, I, the they, saw thing was the closest thing that's like, okay, this is obviously and saw. And I did like that they just put on there, this is the torture killer. Yes. Okay, okay. That was like... We just... We wink, know what you're wink. going for. We know what you're going for And here. the dirty fucking room with the like tiles and the dirt on the tiles. Yeah. You know, so the that, contraption. That one was fine. It, this would have been a thing... This would have been a good example of one to scale it down... And maybe have them, like, attack five or six people in it. You know, instead of trying to have it be like a, a, you know, they're killing thousands of people at this. This is just an attraction that runs like a dozen people or so through a night and kills all of them. Yeah, but then you but then you have, like, Hellfest. That's, that's like... I'm sure that's probably what it was. That's definitely what or it was. Or, like, Haunt and ones like that. But it just, it was, like I said, it was so far over the top that you just couldn't take it seriously. It didn't seem like there was any real stakes or any real um you know you didn't feel like any you were like okay well i know obviously the horror movie nerd that wants to go to hellfest he's going to survive and everyone else is obviously just going to be you know cannon fodder so there wasn't a lot of mysteries to who was going to make it you know the houses october built is another of those franchises um of that thing oh and our movie uh hell's house hell 
Hell House. Hell House. I was like, Hell's House. Hell's House, LLC. I, that's actually my favorite one. Uh, I I really, I really, really like that one. I had to stop there and really think about it because I'm like, man, there's been a pretty steady flow of those kind of movies. But in all the ones that we've named, at least the stories behind them are cohesive and they know kind of what they're about. This one, like you said, the tone was kind of all over the place. And I really didn't like what the reveal was. Okay, here we go into spoiler territory. Because it was weak as fuck. So somehow this dad, who's a psychiatrist, somehow was able to brainwash all these people into becoming killers. And he was one of the masterminds behind this. And then he's going to let the guy, the ringmaster guy that's like, you know, giving the speech at the beginning... He's going to let him film everything and turn it into the last horror movie that will ever be made. Because after the massacre at, at Bloodfest, no one will ever make another horror movie again. It's like, uh, okay. Yeah, I was going to kill horror movies because horror movies killed his wife. And it's like no mental illness killed the wife. Yeah. That's just, that's the whole like saying like, okay, guns kill people. It's like, you know, people kill people. If they had, this could have been a way if you had said, you focus this on like a horror movie director that's getting stalked by someone who a fan of their movie killed this guy's wife and then he went nuts and went after the director, that would be a better movie. Yes. I mean, I hate it but still, but I it would have been better than this movie. So, yes. You would see that and go, okay, that's, you know, a little out there. But at least you could understand, like, okay, the guy went crazy and he blames this guy for the death of his wife. He's going to go after him. Yeah. And Fine. Now- I could buy that and be like, all right, that'd be a decent low-budget home invasion kind of thing, you know? And not have this overblown, very overblown scenarios of how they got these people to be vampires or zombies or you know the fucking killer like the arborist killer yeah and there was a couple there's a few lines here and there that i liked like where they said uh well how do we kill the zombies and he's like we well, smashed their head in he's like wouldn't that kill most people <laughs> yeah fair enough same thing with the stake through the heart even the vampire says oh you didn't have to stab me through the heart you, you know i'm not a real vampire right so there's a couple of things here and there that were kind of funny, but overall, like I said, eh. And I think those like little bits of comedy are in there to kind of cover up the fact or to, you know, like, oh, wink, wink. We know this is terrible, but we're going to make fun of ourselves kind of thing. Oh, and then my favorite part of it is at the end when he activates the Hellfest bracelets that everyone except our hero is wearing. Because remember, he got let in, didn't have his bracelet. It turns all of them into these black vomit spitting, you know, possessed demons with super strength. It's ho- it's Halloween three. Yeah, and they they you know, there's a vomiting. Their mouth is black. Everything. He tears the head. The I'm sorry, the wristband off of his girlfriend. Boom! One second later, she's fine. Her mouth has gone completely back to normal. No more black vomit. Her teeth are normal. She's like, oh hey, what happened? One second later, she's fine. Yeah, and the movie ended just... It ended with with a, with a fucking opening for a sequel. It's yeah. like, no. Do not make a Bloodfest 2. 
Do they not haven't even do made it. a Hellfest 2, so I don't think they're going to make a Bloodfest 2. No, don't make a Blood the Bloodfest 2. We don't need to see that. That's not, and uh, But you know what? You would think that Hellfest would be the one to get a sequel. Because the ending is like, it's open for that. It's kind of like the rental. It's, it's, yeah. it's one that doesn't need a sequel. There could be one later on. But it's not, the story has ended and you just take it to fucking your imagination and call it a day. Like, we don't need to see any more escapades. Yeah. You know, it's going to be the same MO. Killers being killers killing. Like, that's literally what it is. So, yeah, I would give this one a, a solid one and a half knives just because there's a couple of interesting kills and a couple of funny lines in it. But overall, if you had made this a 30-minute episode of Tales from the Crypt, you might have got away with it. Yeah, I can see that. If it was like a, a just a an section, episode. just an episode of like a you know a small Tales from the Crypt creep show kind of thing where it lasts like a half hour, you might have got away with it fine. And then that you could have gone full on dark and had everyone get killed and done taking some things you wouldn't do in a full length movie, you know? Yeah, that's kind of the route I think they should have went with it. I agree with you. I give it one knife, one knife and a and a blood drip. <laughs> because <laughs> i stabbed myself because it was so bad no it it's it's a it's a one knifer for me it's uh did i lose like hour an hour and a half of my life yes i did but it's fine i mean like i've you said, seen i've seen way worse movies but i've seen way better movies too blood rain it just yeah it just didn't do anything one way or the other it a month from now, I'll be hard-pressed to tell you what the hell this was about. Yeah, don't ask me anything about it afterwards, because I'm just going to be like, Hellfest? Yeah, I own that movie. Hellfest? I want it. Hell House? Bloodfest? House is October? Which one are you talking about? <laughs> Anyhow. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Jump Scare. Stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.